This is Carly's Story. Welcome back to episode 41. I am sitting here with my girl Carly Durst. Welcome to the show. I'm very excited to interview you for several reasons. First of all, we work together. We're both brand affiliates uh, for a skincare company. But secondly, sometimes I go into this and I want to talk to people about one thing. And in talking to them, I find out so much more about them and it kind of leads us down this other path. So I always do like a little pre-interview. I'm like, okay, tell me a little bit about X, Y, and Z. And as we got into it, you were telling me the story of how you grew up, what you went through, your parents' divorce, basically like putting yourself through everything growing up. And I was like, wow, I had no idea because most people probably see you now and they they have no clue where you came from. So I'm very excited to share your story. (laughs) Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. I'm excited. You've done, you said you've done a podcast or like a Zoom podcast. Yeah, I have never done an in-person podcast. So I'm ready to rock. Welcome. Welcome to my space. Just try not to scream. It's a (laughs) beat. That's okay. We can always adjust that. It's a beautiful day here in Atlanta. And um, we are back in the studio, ready to roll. So Carly, you are like born and raised ATL, yeah? Yes. I am from Georgia. Um, I grew up half the time in Atlanta, half the time in the suburbs. My parents have been divorced my whole life. So, you know, I got the double life going on, which was always really fun. Lucky you. Yeah. So wait, where did you grow up in the city then? What part? Um, I grew up in Virginia Highlands. Okay. So yeah. you, did your dad live there or your mom? Yeah. So there? my dad lived there and my little sister, um, I have a half sister. Okay. She went to school at Grady. So she, we had very different lives growing up, like in Virginia yeah. Highlands, yeah. you know, I was, dad, can you take me somewhere? She's like, I'm going to just hop on the belt line real quick and walk to Emma's. And, and I'm like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> she's taking Uber's places. I'm like, okay. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it was very fun. Like being kind of in the city, kind yeah. of, um, in that life. And then also love the burbs. So your mom lived where? Yeah. In Alpharetta, um, okay. mainly and kind of moved all around there. So do you remember, like, we're just going to jump into it. Fuck yeah. It. Um, <laughs> do you remember when they got divorced? No. So I was, I, I never remember them being together either. Okay. Um, I actually have two last names because I oh. they were not married when I was born. And then they got married shortly after. And then after that, um, got divorced. And then around three years old, my mom remarried to my stepdad. Got it. Who, they are no longer together. <laughs> but, but I grew up with him like a dad. So I he was like probably in my childhood the most prominent parent parental figure. Okay. Um just he raised me. He was amazing. Still to this day is um, a parent to me, still a dad to me. Right, and right. he's one of my biggest mentors as well. So I was um, – it was great to have him. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was he was around the most, I would say. Got it. Got it. So, you know, we always talk about um, – or I like to talk about, like, where people come from and how that they were raised because I truly do think that helps shape you. So if you're willing and able, let's go into a little bit about what it was like kind of growing up, like – what you described originally to me was kind of like two separate lives, right? Yeah. So you had this this mom that had really nothing and this dad that was pretty well off. And it, I would have to imagine like, especially as a kid, when you're growing up, you're trying to find your identity anyways. Like that really has to <laughs> fuck with your head. Yeah. Yeah. It was a mess um, because you do. Yeah. It was like out, out of, just all over the place. You, um, you have to think like already children are trying to, they want to wear the coolest stuff. They want right. to do all this. And that's really not important, but it is what's important at the time. Right. And so I did have the nice things. I did have all this stuff, but then I'm going back to an apartment, you know, in the suburbs. Right. 
where my mom lives so that I can go to school there um, and, you know, getting evicted like the next month. And so we did that. We did go through that a few times. I actually lived with a friend, which I haven't told you before. I lived with a friend in high school for a little bit of time so I could still be in the area and go to school there. Yeah. actually don't even know if a lot of people know that about me, like friends, adult friends know that about me. Just because your mom couldn't. Uh, like afford having you as a child or right like, so really? my yeah so my dad lived downtown I was going right. to school in the suburbs um yeah I just lived with my friend my friend and her family and they're amazing and we're still close to this day at what point did you kind of realize okay my life is not normal <laughs> oh probably when um I, <laughs> I don't know. always no I I don't know. I don't know if I ever realized it as a kid that that wasn't normal it was every day of like just just existing and trying to get through the day. I was massively depressed and not because of any socioeconomic stuff, Mm -hmm. but just because um, I was struggling with friends. I was struggling Mm -hmm. with finding out who I wanted to be. I was trying to navigate, you know, coming from a household where my parents, you know, my stepdad and my mom were fighting and then they got divorced. And so I'm going through that as a 14 year old and, and trying to figure out why am I in trouble all the time? Why don't I want to pay attention in school? Come to find out out later that I'm actually dyslexic. So yeah. So that was, yeah. So it was just trying to figure out like why I knew I could do certain things and I was really smart, but then I like never wanted to go to school. Does that make sense? So I was really, really struggling mentally in high school. Um, and I could not wait to get to college because I was so excited to be on my my own and be away from these like family ties that I felt like I was so kind of being drowned by. I was excited to just go start over and be a new person. And I will say, and I said this to you before, like I do think that my mom and dad both did the best they could um, with what they could do at the time. You know, my mom is really um, sick. Mm -hmm. She's been really sick my whole life. She's still sick now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, she, is an amputee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's diabetic. I'm not going to like dox her, on, right, but, right, right. but you know, everyone knows that. And she's always has complications with just a lot of different things. And she's been in and out of the hospital my whole life. And that's really expensive, you know, right, like right. it is really expensive, especially medication, like all of that stuff. And yeah. so I do think she was doing the best with what she knew how to do dealing with her own stuff. And then, but so I was kind of left on my own emotionally to figure that out. Yeah. And I had my stepdad up until I was like 14 and he was really great for a lot of that, but I don't even think I appreciated him right, until, until he was gone. Yeah. And then we were able to, you know, um, have a better relationship as adults too. But like looking back, he was the only person emotionally who yeah. would be there for me. Like a constant. In yeah. Life. And you, you know, and you like hated them at the time because they're like, yeah. you can't do this. You can't act like this. You right. can't whatever. Right. And you're like, oh, you're so annoying. But it's because they're the only one parenting you, right. you right. know? And so I was able to go on great vacations with my dad and do all these things. And then I'm like back at my like mom's house where I don't know support. Yeah. And also, um, I used to leave school early in high school so that I could like make money to go work. Like I would go work and make money so I could have, you know, put gas in my car and, um, like food on the table mm-hmm. sometimes. Cause my mom wasn't always able to do that. So, so you would literally like get up, feed yourself breakfast, go to school if that. <laughs> and like, And again, you know, when I ask, like, when did you realize, like, your life is not normal? I think everything's relative. Like, your life is normal. Where I grew up was normal. Until you get out of the situation and look back and be like, huh, not everyone went through that, right? And and that's kind of the beauty of life is, like, there is no normal. Like, everyone's got a story, but it's it's really what you do with it that matters. And I think a lot of people in your situation, I mean, especially, you know – 
regardless of male or female, I think a lot of people in your situation, there's two paths to go down, mm. right? And very distinct path. Yeah. And it, and that can set you up for success or failure for the rest of your life. Like, I mean, also just in just transparently speaking, yeah. you know, my mom was on a lot of medication. There were like lots of things I could have gotten into sure. and taken. And, but you know, people do that stuff in high school. I was so aver- like adverse to it. Yeah. I did not want I just looked at this life I had, and I think it was probably in my junior, senior year when I was working and I was starting to work and I had my first boss, you know, I was 16 what did you years do? old. Like I worked at a boutique. Okay. okay. Yeah. And I, and she, she was also really great for me, but, um, it was just something I kind of got to do to like get out of the house yeah. and, and know that I could do that. And I think actually come to think of it, I do think that's where my love of working started. I was going to say, where does your drive come from? Yeah, um, we talked a little bit about survival instincts and survival Mm -hmm. skills. And I think that that first job for me was almost like a survival skill. Mm -hmm. It was me figuring out how to not rely on anyone, um, which kind of did go in like the wrong direction and where I was like, I can never rely on anyone ever. <laughs> like it did the reverse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, no one will ever, ever be in charge of taking care of me again. Yeah. So I just, uh, I think that I became like obsessed with yeah. working yeah. and I remember going, oh my gosh, this is so funny. I remember going into college with like, um, like $2,000 in my savings account. And I, and my stepdad had taken me to like get it all set up when I was 17 and, and, or 18 when I could finally have my own bank account and like all this stuff. And so, um, I think that's when I started seeing like, oh, I can, I can do this for myself. Why, why am I sitting here relying on somebody else, even though it's a parent, which is like, which also come to think of it, that's not very normal, (laughs) you know? So I just, I'm looking back, I'm like, wow, I don't even need any of these people, which is terrible to say. But, you know, I I think that's where that started, where I was, I'm paying for my own phone bill. I'm doing all the stuff in high school, feeding myself, like all the stuff that all my other friends' parents were taking care of And checking in to make sure that they did those things and you were just doing them. Yeah. And I had to, or else, you know, who was going to put food on the table? Who was going to pay the phone bill? And, you know, when I stayed with my dad, those things were different. We'd always go get food, like that kind of stuff. But it's just the whole thing is it really comes back to me having this newfound drive to take care of myself and kind of realizing, um, you know, I don't have to rely on somebody for those things. And also maybe it, it isn't quite normal. And, and you asked me that, when did I realize it was normal? They're not normal. And I'm thinking back and I'm kind of thinking it was when I, it was almost like my friend's parents mm. were kind of like, oh, sweetie. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it felt weird. It was like these people had some empathy right. and like sadness for yeah. me. But in my head, I'm like, well, I'm just a depressed kid, but I've, mm. I've, I've, I've got kind of what I need. And they're yeah. like, no, 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 no. Like there's more than yeah. That. There's more yeah. than basic needs that you can have, right? And yeah, it, I don't know. I mean, like this is maybe a silly question, and I again, you can only base things on what you went through, right? Yeah. But like, I really struggled with my mom, but like, I I never needed for anything. Like my parents always took care of me. It was more like my depression that kind of spun me into this we love hatred that. towards my yeah. parents, yeah. right? And it wasn't until I was 24 that I was like, holy fuck, I got really lucky. Yeah. I have these parents. And but like it was always, it was always a loving sort of environment. Like, did you ever feel fully loved from either parent? 
Sorry, that's a really deep question. Yeah, that's a really deep question. Um, ooh. Not that I can remember. Oh, like was it thrown around? You know, like like your parents leave and they're like, "Love you," or they write you a card and okay. they lo- love you, like that sort of thing. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering. Like I'm <laughs> trying to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grasp where it all came from. Yeah. Um, I think I struggle with that with my mom. Yeah. I think she's working really hard now to make up for it. Yeah. Um, whether I'm as open to that. Sure. Uh, not, sh- you know, I'm, I'm working, working on that. It. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. working on that. She's working on that. I'm working on that. Mm. My dad and I have an incredible relationship. Um, he always gave me what I needed, sure. um, you know, where he could. And we, I, I can't think back to a time where I didn't feel loved in some way by him. Right. right. Um, my stepdad, I, you know, growing up, I'm like, he yeah. hates me. <laughs> he, yeah, whatever. But it's because he was he like, the no, you can't, you. you're nine years old. You have a cell yeah. phone. You can't be on it till yeah. 11 PM. Yeah. Give me the damn phone. <laughs> like, you know, and I'm like, God, he just wants me to die. Like just so, you know, just like childhood angst, which is the biggest form of love. Oh right? yeah. Someone exactly. looking like, out for you. you. Yeah. yeah. Of course you don't see that till, till you're older, older, right. but I, yeah, I've always felt loved by him. Yeah. So I think it's felt yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you're you're very open with your struggle with anxiety, yeah. and obviously just told us that you were a depressed teenager. Like, were you like, do you remember like being diagnosed, or were you on medication, or how did that kind of play out? Yeah. So I know that I started to go to therapy when I was around ten years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have that therapist today. Really, we love her. Gosh, she we might have to share that information <laughs> at the end of this. She is amazing. She's like. Yeah, well, you know, and she like tells me things like, oh my God, I didn't know that about me or whatever. She's like, yeah, well, when you were 10, you know, this was going on. Yeah. So it's really, it's really good. I love her. Um, And, (laughs) and whenever she sees me, she's like, we should really talk more often when you're like not having a mental breakdown. I'm like, you know, it's probably a good idea (laughs) (laughs) because she knows that I'm on her calendar. She's like, here we go. What's going going on with Carly? Yeah. She's like, she's at her breaking point. What's going on? Yeah. So, you know, definitely need to do that more often. But, um. I was going to therapy when I was like 10, um, going through, they put me in therapy because of my mom and stepdad's relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, they ended up getting divorced a few years later. Um, I was still kind of going to therapy, but I remember not really understanding it. I was like, why does this person want to just talk to yeah. me? I'm yeah. fine. And I think that rough exterior kind of started mm-hmm. when I was younger because yeah. maybe I wasn't getting the love that right. I was. And I actually will say my stepdad is an incredible stepdad. And he was always very respectful of the fact that even though he, I've been his, I'm his only yeah, kid, you yeah. know, he, he never got remarried and had kids. I'm his only kid. Right. But even when I was legally his only kid, right. he still was very respectful of the boundaries with like my mom and mm-hmm. the fact that, okay, well, you know, your mom it's is your, your mom, mom. Yeah. you know, I, um, I'm, you know, you know what I mean? He was yeah. very respectful. And so, um, yeah, I don't, sorry, I just got really off track, but we kept going to therapy and then it, it was in high school. I was really sick. Mm. And I would wake up, get in the shower, come out of the shower for school and be like, oh my God, it's 11 a.m. What just happened? And wake up three hours later and Mm. be like, what? And it was because I was like really depressed. I would just not, I would just get out. I would like black out and just fall asleep. Yeah. And, and I went through all these tests. They thought I had mono. They thought like just all of this stuff. And I remember talking to the doctor and I'll never forget this. He was like, um, you know, have you been like stressed with school? Like just, I started asking me, mental health questions sure. and then that was my first experience mm. with a um like primary physician asking mm. me you know like because my psychiatrist psychologist my therapist yeah. is amazing but she's not also not diagnosing not right. um, prescribing, prescribing me medicine right right and so this 
this doctor who can prescribe medicine is um, talking to me and is like, you know, ask me his mental health questions. And I'm like, what? I'm fine. Yeah. Like, I'm, I live, I'm surviving. And you know, check my ears and my nose. Yeah. Dude. I'm like, I have mono. And right. he's like, well, you don't have mono. You don't have this. You don't have, all. so all these teams of doctors, all this stuff. And yeah, I was just really depressed. Yeah. And so I went, that never really got um, fixed. I went through a lot of traumatic stuff in high school, just, just really traumatic. Um, just a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Looking back, mm-hmm. my therapist always reminds me, she's like, yeah, well, that makes sense. Cause mm. you did this. And I'm like, okay. So then when I got to college with that, not being, um, really fixed and treated. Um, I, I hadn't seen my therapist for a while, whatever. And I was just so depressed in college Mm. to the point where I had lost like 30 pounds Mm. and I looked really, really sick. Um, and I remember my family was really worried about me, but they're always really respectful to not overstep. But, um, at one point I just talked to my stepdad. I was like, I really think I need to see someone. Like I was crying. I was like, I just need help. Like, I don't know what it is, but I can't get out of bed. I can't, all these basic things that are so easy for people um, were so difficult for me. And I actually reached out myself to a psychiatrist and um, asked, you know, for her to basically give me the full rundown. <laughs> give me the scan, goods, Doc. Scan me over. What do you think? And she's like, so yeah. This is in college? Yeah, this is in college. Where did you go to school again? Georgia State. Okay. Yeah. Georgia State. Wow. And it was amazing. I lived in the city. It was awesome. Yeah. I would not have been able to live in some, like, tiny Hold college down. town. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do it. I I... I live in the suburbs now, but I'm so close to the city here all the time. Right. And, um, yeah, so, so I'm in, I'm in the city in college. I have everything that I could want and I'm still so sad Mm -hmm. and I'm like, God, which makes you feel even worse about yourself because you're like, why do I feel this way? Like there's nothing, you know, I don't need or want or like, I I mean, there's literally people dying and children being diagnosed with cancer. Like, like, why am I sad? Right. Right. So then it's it's hard to even voice that because you feel like an asshole. Like you're yeah. like, I don't even want to ask for help or say that I'm struggling because I shouldn't be, right? And that's where I think a lot of people, that's where it starts. And if you don't kind of give yourself that grace and be like, okay, like, yeah, maybe I haven't had anything like super traumatic happen right now or going on right now. It doesn't mean that something didn't happen to me that's way just coming long up. ago that's coming up and if you don't deal with that it's always there and even when you do deal with it it's always there you just learn how to cope right i always say um i interviewed sheldon he used to be a, a big time soul cycle instructor here and he said this quote and i'll never forget it like it's never fixing yourself it's just understanding yourself mm-hmm. like why are you the way that you are why do you respond the way that you respond and once you learn that you can kind of adjust your future responses right um, and your future coping mechanisms. And that's super important, but you have to kind of do that work and explore. Yeah. And it's kind of a, I would it's say hard. It's, it's a hard thing. And like, for me, like I was forced into therapy when I was 16. And that's like another reason I hated my parents. Cause I was f- literally was like, had no option. Mm-hmm. Whereas you as what, 19, 20 years, whenever yeah. you are in college, like choosing to do that is, is huge. So you're obviously getting through college, right? Like you made good grades and, or no. Because <laughs> <I, laughs> also like side note, and this is why like we'll get to the point of the business side of this story, but like Carly, I mean, we're on a team of hundreds and hundreds of girls through New Skin, but like she's the scientist of the group. She's fucking brilliant. She's so smart. Like when everyone, anyone has a question about an ingredient, like it's always <laughs> Carly to go to. So I'm just assuming you got yeah, your grades yeah. in school. So, so we'll just go there real quick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, So my dad was always number one in his class, Mm. graded everything 
president of his fraternity, captain sure. of every team he sure. played on. You know, he was amazing at everything. And so yeah. he had really high standards growing up to get these straight A's. Mm-hmm. If I'd get a B, it'd be grounded. And it, when high school hit, um, wow, I, I really, I really got through there. And it's when <laughs> I really got through there in some of those, <laughs> some of those, uh, subjects I did really, really well, but other ones when I just didn't care about it, yeah. I was like, I'm not even going to school today. I don't care. I hated going to school. I didn't want to be there. I hated, I felt like I was dying like in this prison of yeah. high school and then got to college and I just hated going to class. Like I just truly mm. hated it. But I will say I was in the um, business school and you do have to have a specific GPA to yeah, get in to and stay, stay, in. Yeah, stay in. And yeah. it's actually really difficult to do. So I always made, you know, got through it yeah. and got by, um, so and by getting by over in. a B's over, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a three, five, yeah. but still, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was not my forte. It yeah. was not good for me, but you know, I was not motivated to do anything, which is why I was like, mm what is going on because mm-hmm. everyone else around me doesn't have these issues everyone else around me is just doing the basic things they need to do and i don't even want to like get out of this bed and shower yeah i don't even want to wake up i don't want to go to the grocery store i'm just hiding in this house in this room i would go home and just be at like my aunt's house who yeah. was like a second mom to me be my aunt's house and just not leave the house right, right. and i had mentioned this to you before and i had Take, I remember waking up one day at 3 p.m. and taking this photo of myself in the mirror. Finally got out of bed and I just took a photo of myself. You could see all of my ribs, mm. my hip. But I mean, I just looked so sick because I was I was too sick to eat. Like right. I could not physically get food down my throat. Yeah. And I was like, I need help. And that's when I, I figured out. I went on my insurance. I'm very um, common sense smart. So yeah. like I know how to just get things yeah. done. And I think that was the issue. I... Yeah. So I find a psychiatrist. I, um, I'm like, give me the full scan. Give me the rundown. Mm-hmm, what's going on? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, you are severely depressed. You have severe anxiety. And this was my first time that I actually had been told that I had anxiety. Mm. I just knew I'd been depressed. So I didn't realize that's what like part right. of my anxiety what right. this was. So severe anxiety and also an, um, a form of OCD, which I didn't explain this correctly before, but like, um, obsessed my obsessive thoughts are just I'll be thinking about something that I said four years ago and I'll obsess about it and I'll be like I cannot oh my god I wonder what they thought about that and no yeah oh my god all the time and I actually text our friend Amanda about it quite often because she's great with mental health and really um you know talks about that openly a lot and I'll be like do you ever feel this way she's like nope and I'm like, okay. And so, <laughs> and so I'm like, all right. I need Good to work yeah. And so, cause she, you know, she's medicated. She's yeah. very honest with that. Yeah. And so, um, she's like, but probably if I wasn't medicated, I'd feel sure. that way. So anyway, at this point she was like, I'm going to put you on an antidepressant. This will also help with your anxiety and the obsessive thoughts. Right. And, um, you know, that changed my life in a great way, which mm-hmm. it can also really mm-hmm. affect people mm-hmm. in an opposite yeah. way. And I was really lucky that, I got in this medicine and suddenly I'm going to the grocery store. Right. I'm, I'm like eating. I remember going to my stepdad's house after I got in the medicine and I was like, oh my gosh. Um, and I'm standing in his pantry and he's looking at me. He's like, wait, you're going to eat? Yeah. He's looking at me and I'm like, what? And he's like, wow. I was like, what? And he's like, I'm really happy. Like you're, what do you, what do you, I, I had like six things in my hand. I'm like, what? And he's like, you're eating. And I'm like, yeah, like yeah. I feel good. Yeah. And it, yeah. and it was so good. And it was only for a certain amount of time that, sure. that she wanted me to be on it. It was a situational thing. I was going to work really hard to, um, you know, 
work on my mental health through therapy again, through working out, yeah. um, you know, increasing dopamine levels naturally, serotonin levels, and just like be working on feeling happy again. Yeah. Um, and like working hard on that and removing things that maybe weren't serving me, maybe getting into, you know, more opportunities with work. Cause that's mm-hmm. where I thrived. Like a lot of things like that. And I um, actually think this is probably the moment in my college career where I realized I really just wanted to work mm. and stop. Didn't want to go to school. Yeah. yeah. But I finished school, but it made, but I had like four jobs at a time. It made me realize I really wanted to put my energy into working because it made me feel really accomplished. Mm. What didn't make me feel accomplished was sitting around in between classes and like then going out to the bars every night. Right. That's kind of where, um, <laughs> I just, I just took a really big left turn different into turn a different direction. Right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was, and I, and I was like biggest party animal in my sorority, you know, freshman yeah. year, like that kind of thing. But it just really took a turn. And I, and I started looking for other things to make me happy, like traveling, but right. to wrap that up, um, I actually was able to come off the medicine. Yeah. I recommend you do this with a doctor. I did not say I didn't either. It was terrible. Please don't do that. <laughs> don't um, do that. Please do not do that. It's so dangerous. And <laughs> you will know why if you yeah. talk to someone who's yeah, done that. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I just stopped. I was like, I'm done with this. I'm done. I'm taking my life back. I'm seeing the world. I'm getting outside of this bubble that I lived in. I grew up in Atlanta. I'm in school in Atlanta. Yeah. I've got to get out. And that's when I started traveling and all this stuff. And just realizing that there was so much more to this world than this like sorority bubble Atlanta. And also, by the way, I'm in a small minority of people who went to Georgia State who were in a sorority. So that's not like what Georgia State is. But, you know, that is um, the world I lived in. So I was right. like, let me just get out. I've got to see more. I've always had this drive, you know. I'm trying to figure out my major, what I want to do. And I ended up majoring in marketing, but I wanted to like run a company. Like that was my thing. I don't know why. I was like, any company, any company. (laughs) I I had to tell people what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I just really wanted to be so bossy. I had no idea why I'd always been in leadership roles. And I was like, I feel like I can see gaps in things. I feel like I, I know what like people need to be doing. I feel like a problem solver. Yeah. Okay. That's (laughs) yeah. So this makes a lot of sense (laughs) now. Holy crap. Like this just came full circle. So not to like analyze anybody, but like going back to your childhood, like survival mode, like you had to be your own boss, right? Like doesn't that make a lot of sense? It makes a lot of sense. So you, you just, because you had no choice, you either Whatever I don't know what if happens I didn't if you don't. see the gaps in a problem, right? Like how no is Carly going to feed herself dinner? Right? Like how am I going to do that? No one else would see that. Like if if I didn't realize that you know I didn't have somebody, I didn't have a safety net, right? And so I didn't have options to miss things because if I missed them, I would pay the consequences. Mm-hmm. I didn't have someone over my shoulder going, "Oh, I got an email from your teacher. Right, oh, I got right, whatever." Right. Like I did not have any of that. Or I would even parent for- to bail you out when you got in trouble. No, I would even forge my parents' signature yeah. <laughs> stuff because yeah. I, you know, I didn't have a lot of that. Like I don't, whatever. <laughs> I'm laughing because I did that once and I got oh god, I got busted so bad. But yeah, that 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 actually like where you are now in life and your, your role makes a lot of sense. Like taking responsibility upon yourself to create what you want in your life because you didn't have a choice. Yeah. You know, whereas now it's an option kind of, kind of. you know, so <laughs> you so could just let it all loose. And <laughs> see what happens. Uh, no, I don't want to go that route <laughs> considering we're kind of on the same team. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you graduate school and wasn't there a story with your graduation with your mom? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I feel like we need to touch on this because it was a very like, I don't know, I feel like it showed a lot about you emotionally and like yeah. your your connection with your mom and it kind of came 
full circle. Yeah. So I remember um, graduating from college, obviously like hated school yeah. again at this point. Get so I'm like, fuck get out of here. me out of the school. Mm-hmm. It's graduation day. Let's go. And of course, also my whole family, like my aunt, my uncle, who are like, again, my, another mom and dad to me, my cousins, like is my sister mom's and brother. Question. Is this on your mom's side or your dad's yes, side? Yes, my mom's, mom's side. side. Okay. Yeah. So okay. she, my, it's my mom's sister. She really stepped in really? for a okay. lot of things. Okay. So you um, that. But they also didn't know a lot of things, mm. which we talk about as adults now. A lot Got of things it. they had no idea. And she gets really oh, upset wow. about that. You know, she's like, I wish I would have known. I could have yeah, been there yeah. more for certain things. Um, but she's amazing. And so they were also excited that like she graduated. <laughs> we like we didn't know where this was going. But right. you know, um, I was because I was just so thinking about everything else. I'm like, I want to do this. I'm gonna have this. I want to travel the world. And they're like, okay, let's graduate. One step at a time. Let's get right. a job. Right. You know, they're very traditional. So um, it was graduation day. I was so excited. But um, right before graduation, my mom got really sick. Mm. And to the point where we actually weren't sure, we were not sure she was going to make it. Um, she was in the hospital, which again, this was happening all the time, yeah. um, still is. And, but this was really bad. And it was to the point where like we, there could only be one person in the room at a time. And we were in like full hazmat gear. Um, she was, unco- she was in a medically induced coma. Mm. She, yeah. So I, I went in, she wasn't, she wasn't talking. I'm trying to remember because I think yeah. I've repressed a lot of yeah. this, but she wasn't um, talking. She wasn't awake, obviously. And I can't, I, I hung out with her for a sec and then um, kind of weird to think about it because it's a little morbid. Yeah. It's almost like this might be the last time right. I'm seeing my parent. Um, and obviously, before, oh my God, <laughs> before that, we didn't have like the best relationship right. and still, still don't. We're working on it. But, um, I walk out of that room and my aunt's friends were there and they were all there to support her. And they were like, Oh, what, you know, did you talk to her? Like, would you, you know, did you say, what'd you say? Cause the doctor's like, she can hear you still. Right. So say things to her. And, um, I was like, Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I just told her that I hope that, you know, she can. And then I started crying, like make Aww. it to my graduation, right. like see me graduate. I'm going to cry, but it's, okay. um, it's hard because, she is she's still my mom yeah. and I and I want yeah. her to be there for like when I get married yeah. and when all those things and I and I think every day like gonna make me cry I know I know <laughs> I I think every day like I'm not sure that's gonna happen right so okay we're gonna stop talking about this but um yeah it's it's difficult like you want your mom to be there sure. for for things and even if you don't have the best relationship but um it's always made me stronger because yeah. I am the person I am today because of the things that they did and 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 people they were. So as much as I might have resented it in the in the time, like I'm really thankful because I am this resilient sure. person with a lot of grit because I didn't have another option. Right. And and how to be strong. And I um talk to people about things sometimes and they're like, Oh, you're pretty emotionless about that. I'm like, oh, I've had to do a lot of <clears throat> like um blocking of yeah. emotions in order yeah. to just get through the day right. because if I felt everything all the time I would like not be here be like sensory overload yeah, yeah I would I would never leave yeah. I mean I I wouldn't I, I don't know like I don't would know still be in that depressed state right I would it's never have come out of it kind of a coping mechanism mean, yeah it is a coping mechanism yeah so you get your graduation day <laughs> she's there <laughs> she, she makes it she's in a wheelchair she's great um is she communicative at this yes point? she okay. is so she is like full full recovery this is like a few weeks later um but she yeah she can't walk she's new a new amputee at this time and um yeah so she's there I graduate I'm just ready to get it over with uh but I 
me being me, I always wanted to, even though I was, I hated school and stuff. I still had this thing. I'm like, I still have to be the best. Yeah. I'm going to be the best. So I, um, lined up a really great job for me before I even graduated. Cause I'm an obsessive planner because if I don't right then, right. What happened? It will. Then? Yeah. 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 Right. Who will? Nobody. Right. No yeah. one. So I'm an obsessive planner, graduated with this incredible job, um, uh, for a financial services company. And they, I mean, it was amazing. It was terrible and amazing at the same time. I actually just ran into the CEO last night at dinner. Yeah. Um, He, the CEO is incredible. My boss um, was incredible though. I just really, we butt heads. heads. We butt heads terribly when I was there. Um, She was very old school. I was not, Mm. you know, I'm like, I just took marketing classes for like a year. She's like, this is a 22-year-old I literally know everything, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm smart. I can solve problems. I know how this works. I know social media works. I know how this, I know marketing. I know this. And she's like, yeah, bitch, I got 13 years of, like 22 years of experience and I'm whatever. And I worked for, you know, I used to travel to whatever. You know what I mean? She just, she knew everything and I just didn't want to listen to her. Yeah. And cause we didn't agree on a lot of stuff and she was pretty old school on a lot of things. And there were places I could add value, but at the same time, that wasn't my place. Mm. And we talk a lot about millennials and Gen Z really thinking they know everything. And just because you have something to add, Mm -hmm. um, doesn't mean that, you know, just because you can put some sprinkles on top sure. doesn't mean you bake the whole cake. Sure. I just made that up, by the way. I, I love think that. That was really good. I think that's great. I was really use that. That was really good. I was thinking on our, our Instagram page, we also need like a one-liner highlight. Like, yeah, you yeah. On just things that we say that that we're like, well, I just blacked out. That, was, that made a lot of sense. <laughs> you don't realize it until you listen back. You're like, oh, that was really good. Yeah, I'm like, wow, incredible. So yeah, I also speak <laughs> in analogies and metaphors yeah. Yeah. if people don't know that, which you yeah. wouldn't, but. I, I use a lot of, um, like comparative analogies, yeah, metaphors, so. analogies, yeah, all and, that. yeah. uh, similes. Yes. I love that. <laughs> I love it. I forgot about that word. Yeah. I love a simile. Yeah. You also, this is so random. We're going way off topic, but I do this now because of you. I listen to podcasts on 1.25 <gasps> yes, speed it's so much and better. it saves me like 15 minutes. Oh, so much better. I was better. listening to Ed Milet and he, I forgot who the, the guy was, but it was actually very interesting. He talks about his depression in the current state, but he's super successful, which I'm like so resonating with right now, but like, this is really timely, but now I listen to it because of you. And it's like, uh, I feel like I save like 10, 15 minutes every podcast. I love it. It's it, if you don't do this, speed up your podcast, audiobook, whatever. Yeah, to, but the, not this one because Carly talks one. too fast. <laughs> Please do not speed this up. You all sound like a chipmunk. Um, you speed it up because yeah. it's so much more interesting to listen to. Yeah, it's very exciting. It's so exciting. You're like, oh my god, oh my god. And I, so my part of my processing issue, I can't read. I used to read. Oh my god, we're going off topic, but we got to just do this. Yeah, I can't read pages. And then they like transfer off the book into my brain. Like I can't process it like that. Mm. So in school, I would read over and over and be like, I would literally start crying. I remember Animal Farm. I cried through that whole book because (laughs) I could not understand what was going on. I'm like, what the fuck is happening in this? fucking book i'm like is this about a fucking farm <laughs> i like i like I, I i still to this day i'm like if i would have listened to it on an audiobook i would have just thrived right and like let me analyze this shit let's yeah. go yeah no but i so couldn't if somebody's in front of you teaching you or you're yeah. listening you're fine oh my god it's the i visual. will remember everything they said yeah except for their name 
I will remember. I will not remember. I can't remember anyone's name. I'll remember everything they said. You'll hear me. I quote a lot of people throughout our calls because I, that's how I learn. Right. And so, um, anyway, I listen to books at a faster speed because I can still process it that way. And you can get through more stuff. And now I do too. So thank you for that. There you go. Top tip. Uh, (laughs) We'll get, we'll get into it. We've learned a lot and it's like 30 minutes in. Okay. So you've got this job. You're not, you're not, you're butting heads with the CEO. You're realizing. No, CEO is great. Butting heads with my director. Oh, sorry. You're okay. Marketing director. Let's get that straight. Yeah. Yeah. CEO is great. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But you get to this point where you're like, I think you said it best. Um, and it's, it's interesting we're talking about this because I said this on my team call last yeah. night. You get to a place in the corporate world or at a certain level where you're kind of maxed out. You're like, here's what I'm going to earn for two weeks. Yeah. And um, like, yeah. So that's great for some people, right? Yeah. I was also at a block with my creativity. Mm. And we kept talking about this where I, I was feeling stuck a lot. I just felt like I had more to offer. I had more to give. And I wanted to be surrounded by people that – wanted to hear my ideas out. Mm-hmm. They could tell me that they weren't a good idea or whatever, right. but that understood my ideas and wanted right. to hear them and who I could collaborate with on that level and really go back and forth. And so I was like, I think I'm just not growing in this space. And right before I left, um, when I'm sitting there going, I know too much for this job. <laughs> like I am way better than At this. like 23 yeah, years old. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know, talking to all these people who I'm not qualified to talk to. And I'm like, yeah, I really think we should do this. I'm in the meeting with my director and she just looks at me at, we walk out of the room and I, it's like that oh when you walk out of the room with yeah. your mom and you're yeah. like, oh my God, I know I'm in trouble. Yeah. She wants to like, fucking beat my ass. <laughs> like she's about to say something. I'm going to take crying. away my car keys. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Or like just whatever. Yeah. And so I walk out of the room and she's like, you know, you really need to not talk so much. <sighs> and I was like, interesting. I hate you. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. And I remember calling my stepdad and I'm like, this bitch. I'm like, I can't work for her another day. I can't believe it. He like, she'd say that to me. And he was like, yeah, well, okay, here we go. Love you. Right. Uh, you just graduated from right. college. Right. You don't know what you're talking right. about. You took, you know, you think you do. And you've had a lot of real life experience because you had a lot of jobs in right. college and you've done a lot of these things. But this woman is very successful and very good at what she does. Because she's been doing it for so long. So why don't why don't you just shut up mm-hmm. and listen to her and learn something from her instead of having this huge ego where you think, oh, what? Because she does she's not great with technology. She doesn't know what she's talking right. about. Like, that's how I felt. And so it was a really pivotal moment for me because I was like, wow, uh, I need to kind of drop the ego a little bit yeah. and learn from these people, which is why I love, you know, our business now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so anyway, I got a new job. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, bye. Um, got a new job, but you know, in really, the same industry, same industry, yeah, yeah. um, became the director of marketing for another wealth management company. Oh, okay. Took all in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, right here. I met, uh, outside of Atlanta, okay, greater okay. Atlanta. So when, oh, yeah, really butted heads with them too. You're what, like 24? <laughs> oh, let's just totally set the stage for yeah. like why you work for yourself <laughs> yeah. forever. I am like, uh, I get really frustrated when, uh, when things are do- being done inefficiently. Mm. It drives me nuts. And when there's simple solutions and people won't listen, right. but again, like I said, you don't have to take my advice, but hear me out. Right. Like what, give, give it a shot. If it doesn't yeah. work, let's get rid of it. Right. And it, that really frustrated me. I didn't feel like I was, I could be making a contribution. And so 
I come to this point in this job and I'm like, oh my God, I, I'm going to whatever. Um, and I, and I'm like, I'm getting the same amount of money every two weeks, you know, okay, I'm, I'm getting by, but again, I want to travel. I want to get out. I want to do things. I want to like buy nice things. My dad told me when I graduated, make sure you get a good job because you're expensive, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause at that time in college, I'm like working for myself. I'm buying nice things. Like right. I was really appreciating the things that I worked really hard for, but especially I wanted to travel. Sure. And so I, um, I started, I, I, I started my business and started doing new skin. And so how that started yeah. was because I'm watching these girls on social media yeah. and I'm watching this. This is how long ago now? Three this years? is, this was, uh, let's see. Let's come September, September of 2018, 2018 right? September so of 2018 years. is when I heard about this business. I had started. Which, let's go back. What is new skin? Yeah. New skin is a network marketing company okay. that sells skincare. Um, now some makeup products, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And also supplements. Yeah. Uh, they actually bought a company that um, created the supplements. So which and we'll, we'll get into more of this, but like you hear network marketing, it's like automatically a big turnoff because oh, yeah. it has such an awful, awful like stigma behind it. But um, yeah, we can talk here's the thing: you wouldn't be there for almost four years. I just graduated. Or I just had my one year anniversary. You just graduated. Graduated. I don't know why. Just graduated I said that. a year. I, mean, I did it. <laughs> kind of feel like it. Um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, here's the thing. If it wasn't the real deal and like a legit company, none of us would still be here. I was thinking about that the other day and I'm like, you look at all of us involved and you're like, none of us would ever still be here or talk about it. It'd be embarrassing. Right. It would be so embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah. So bad. I'm doing this, but I don't talk about it. Especially not only us just be there would not be like helping other people in the business. Yeah. So So it's like four years ago and like, you know, I think now we look at Instagram and it's like, oh, social media has been around forever. I mean, it really hasn't. Mm-mm. Like social selling, social media is very new within the past two, three, four years. Especially over the last two years. Right. So you're, yeah, after since the pandemic. So you're kind of on the front end of this, watching these girls sell shit yeah. on their freaking phones. Yeah. And were you, you so were you kind of questioned, because I think this this is important, were you kind of paying attention to that? Um, while you were at this job, while you're like, I need out of this job, I want to be my own boss. I want to travel like, cause you're obviously putting energy into the universe. Like, okay, here's yeah. what I really want. Cause you didn't even know new skin was an option. No, until it I, was an option. I didn't. I, but you're creating that. Yeah, cause I was of, like bartending when yeah. I worked in my first job out of college, I was still bartending on the weekends for extra money to do things. So I was always like hustling, hustling. in some way. Yeah. And then when I got this new job, I was making more money. So I'm like, okay, I don't need a bartender right, anymore. I can right. have my weekends back. Um, and shout out five paces. Oh my God. <laughs> and so, yeah, I love it. Still there. Love it. Oh yeah. Wait, did uh, you work have... there with like triple work there? Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Love trip. Yeah. Yeah. So I know, uh, I'm trying to get him on, but he's great. He's, he's amazing. He's, he's doing, he does all the things too. He does. Yeah. He's so, yeah. So, you know, I'm bartending, whatever, get into this new job. Um, again, just running into the same problem, right. you know, every two weeks, same amount of money. I'm following these girls on social media. This one girl in particular has similar skin to my friend, Abby. And I'm like, Abby, you need to try these products. And mind you at this time, like I was the makeup person. People would always come to me. Oh, I need a recommendation for this. I need to on social media or just in just person? in person. Okay. So you didn't I have like, like a, a personal big... social media account. I was not a blogger. I was okay. not whatever. I had a lot of friends from all over. I was friends with a lot of different people. So I don't like a good, like a good network, 2000 2, followers, okay. maybe, you know, so, yeah. but it was private. It was like dumb things I would post about right. me going to Coachella or like whatever, you know, I love, love to be successful, <laughs> love, but I loved to travel. And so, you know, posting that kind of stuff, right. but, and I was like, Oh, I really want to be like a blogger or whatever. But 
I didn't know really how to do that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, um, mind you this whole two week getting paid every two weeks thing. Yeah. yeah I tried to get into a sales job too, guys. Like, like I tried. Right. Okay. I got denied from like six sales jobs. Okay. <laughs> in like a period of a month and a half, which is a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Now, right. Because, and they were like, you literally can never do this. <laughs> They were like, please go back to whatever job you were doing before. You cannot, you were not capable of being in a sales position. I'm like, got it. Okay. Awesome. And, um, you know, they're like, yeah, you could do this like BDR role for 30K. But, you know, I'm like, okay, listen, I can't go backwards. Whatever. We're going to figure it out. We're going to keep going up, get into this new marketing job, still making the same every two weeks. See these girls. I'm like, okay, Abby, try this. I'm recommending all these products. I love like, um, you know, love Sephora, love everything, beauty, like mm-hmm. all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so just products, I, I did like the no poo shampoo thing. Oh, yeah. and I, you know, I was always obsessed with that. And so, um, I'm like selling now these products for this girl, you know, I'm recommending all these products to my friends, all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do this. I already, I'm just, you know, I, I haven't even used them yet, this but I'm already Sasha or, uh, India, India. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So India is the girl I signed up under. Okay. And, um, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm already doing this. I actually re- just reach out to her. I'm like, give me your sponsor ID. I'm going to sign up. And she's like, what's going on? Who is this? Yeah. Like she'd asked me to sign up like a year and a half so just before. dropping her DMs. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> like knowing what we do knowing, now. Yeah. Knowing her now, I'd be, she'd be like, who the fuck are you? Doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also like, could you, like how insane that right. I dropped into her like, DMs yes, and please, then now we yes, have please, this. Let you me know? teach you all the yeah, things. Yeah. Right. And so she's like, oh, do you need any help? I'm like, yep. Nope. Yeah. No, I got it. And so she's like, okay, I can like, you know, introduce you to some people. I'm like, nope, I think I'm good. And so huh. she just put me in a few groups and I read through everything and I'm like, all right, we're going to do this. So I bought my first two products and a credit card. Didn't even have $60 to buy myself any products. Which is kind of cool because you don't have to buy this like $500 starter pack. You yeah. can literally be like, I want to try this random mud mask I saw or this like <laughs> yeah. cellulite cream yeah. that like worked on this person's ass. Yeah. And that's all you have to buy to get started is just something yeah. you like. Yeah. Or or you can just be a customer, which true. is cool. Yeah. So I was not a customer. So <laughs> I'm like, like, let me get that discount. Yeah. Let me, I'm like, let me see if I, if I don't like it, at mm-hmm. least I have, mm-hmm. or if I don't want to do it, whatever. At least I have these products that I know I'm going to like because right. I've seen right. all of these people use it, all the stuff. So I try it. I love it. And I'm like, okay, so I like it, whatever. I'm going to get my money back on this investment. That's my goal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, cause, cause I'm this no one person. I'm not, uh, Instagram influencer. I'm not whatever, which is so right. funny because people think you, I have that same mindset. You have to be this person. Like I have to be this person to sell something come, you know, unbeknownst to me, People were so excited to see this like normal random girl talk right. about this lip plumping bomb that she liked. So it was a lip plumping bomb and these like chemical peel pads, which oh, I so love. So you didn't even buy the Lumi? That wasn't like your no. first. Oh. No. Oh gosh, no. I, I guess I didn't knew that. And okay. no, I did not. So you're the lip plumping For like queen. six six months, I only did lip plumping bomb. Really? Pads. Yeah. So I show up before now. I literally just get on my Instagram stories, show a... Um, <laughs> like a half and half side of me using the lip plumper on <laughs> half of my face in that story oh with like you know with some like because we didn't have filters then, right 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 but it was like you could change you could like brighten the screen yeah. or whatever you yeah. know what I mean so yeah. I'm like okay like let me lighten this pickup a little bit like of course it was not filtered and um but I still have the photo to the stage it's very overexposed it's very funny so I've got this on I'm like guys this is a crazy product <laughs> And I'm not talking, so I would never do that. It's a picture. And I'm like, menthol plums and or menthol pumps and the rose hip oil moisturizes 
your lips so they don't get really dry like most moisturizing things. Because in my years at Georgia State Marketing, I learned (laughs) that in order to sell something – see, I told you I'm a a genius. Yeah. They should have just put me in marketing director in my first job, honestly. You're so humble. Yeah, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. And so I literally was like, okay – I learned you have to have a competitive advantage in the market. So shout out to any people trying to sell their own things. Make sure you have a reason why someone would want to buy your thing over something else. So I'm thinking, okay, two-faced lip injection, Mm. lip plumping bomb. Okay. So I'm like, this is better guys. And this is why. And so I explain and I sold, I I made like $400 in my first two days. And at that time, you know, remember, yeah. A week ago, I didn't have $60 right. to buy two products with. Right. And so I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I'm like, this is life changing. Yeah. And I wholeheartedly looked at that and went, oh my God. I, God, I, there's so many people that could use this money. Right. Like it was, it was just life changing to me. I was able to buy my family Christmas presents. I was mm. able to like, you know, just do these things that I, I wanted to do. And I, so I had started in November, exactly November of 2018. So it was right before Christmas. Yep. And I remember I, and to this day, so I started getting my nails done every two weeks with this new skin money. And mm-hmm. to this day, every time I've not ever since 2018 of November, I have not gone two weeks, like a two weeks without getting my nails done because it's my thing that I still tell people to, to this day, you can do this and your, your goal could be to put gas in your car right. to get your nails done every two weeks. And so it's like a running thing with me and a few girls on the team whenever we get our nails done or put gas in our car. Mm. You'll see Roxy will yeah. post me and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's such a blessing because I remember getting my nails done for the first time and not worrying about, yeah. you know, how, is it gonna, 60, you know, how much it was going to cost. Yeah. And, and then filling my car up and, how, you know, I didn't even think about it. And that was just very different than any way I had lived right. for a long time forever right since I had a car since I was able to take myself to get you know and so um that was really like a really big deal and so I actually didn't even want to get out of my full-time job at this time it was just something that because I was really enjoying it at that time it was extra Um, and it was like you didn't have to show up to 5p and three in the morning exactly but but then all of a sudden Mm. it grew into something very big very quickly yes it did yeah and so uh yeah so I did that um for about a year and a half alongside my full-time job, okay. I believe. Um, I'm trying to think of the timeline. And my goal was to do it as long as I possibly could, you know, while I could. Like, I didn't have kids. I didn't have this stuff. And so I was working myself to the gr- into the right, ground right. to build this business because I saw that it could be something so huge. And I wanted to do <clears> – because <throat> you have this, this income that's purely commission-based, mm. which is this new skin. And then you've got your – it's on the dot every two weeks. You got this money coming in. So in my head, I'm like, okay, well, while I can still do this and have this kind of backup yeah. security net, which is funny because I'd never had that my entire life. Yeah. Now I have one. I'm like holding on for dear life. Right. You know, I was, I was getting up at, I was talking to Gretchen about this last night. I would get up at like 5 a.m. and I would work for uh, an hour and a half, get ready, go work go out, work. Right, come back, right. go to work. Oh, then on my lunch break would work on my business. Then I'd get home and I would stay up till like 12 to midnight, 2 a.m. working in. I did not sleep for the first like year of my business um, because, and I keep calling it a business. We're not, I'm just going to preface that. Like 
I'm not going to take away from the entrepreneurs who yeah. have actually, yes. and it, well, it takes an entrepreneurial person to do something like this because sure. it's, you're fully relying on yourself right. in that moment. Um, well, you didn't invent the wheel. Right. 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 Um, I didn't have a $200,000 right. business loan to right. get this started. Thank God. But you know, yeah. um, but so I'm working Which really hard. also amazing because yeah. you can jump into an existing company and build your own business based on someone else's idea. idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like structure. Yeah. Which, Which is, is awesome. the way, I mean, that's the way. That's what affiliate, mar- affiliate consumerism marketing Consumerism is going. This, yeah. is, this is what's right. going to happen, you know? And so, but I I was listening to every book I could. I was on every call I could yeah. be. I, nothing was going to get in my way. Yeah. And I didn't care, especially not sleep. And I remember there were certain points where my family would even be like, okay, you need to put the phone down. Mm. And I still struggle with this to this yeah. day. You need to put the phone down. I, I get it. But you're like losing out on all of this world right, around right. you. And, um, you know, but it was so important to me that I gave it everything that I had. Because if it didn't work out, I could step away knowing I gave it everything right, I had. Right. But it was working out. And I wanted to build it into something amazing. And then the pandemic hit. Mm. And the pandemic, it was actually really incredible for mm-hmm. New Skin. Um, in terms of lots of people were not getting facials and they wanted right. better at home products. And we were able to demo them online on social media. People were spending more time on social media and my office went remote mm-hmm. and then, <laughs> and then it did it. And then it did not <laughs> And I remember I was like, I'm going to die in this office. Yeah. If I yeah. have to sit in my office another day yeah. doing this job, it's time I'm done. Um, and I had a full mental breakdown about it. I was going to say, are you terrified to quit? Oh my God. Yeah. I, Plus you probably have health insurance, right? No. From marketing? From your oh, yeah, marketing yeah, yeah, company? Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, what? No, yeah, yeah. So I had insurance, all this stuff. Yeah. And so I've been working with my financial advisor mm-hmm. and she was like, okay. Which, I'm sorry. Hold on. How old are you? I'm 26. Okay. So <laughs> at this point, this is two years ago, yeah. two and a half years ago, Carly is a fucking fight. I just got a financial advisor this year. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Carly's not the norm, but she has a mindset of an entrepreneur, CEO, whatever. Yeah. You and know. actually, um, I didn't realize this until a few years ago, but like all of my family, everyone in my family is an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. Even if they worked for someone else in the past, they started their own businesses. Right. right. Um, and yeah, it, it's just interesting. I think it's like you have my it's stepdad. Your, it's yeah. genetic. Yeah, it's genetic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, nature maybe not there. Yeah, but yeah, nature versus nurture. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. so I had a little bit of both. But so, um, yeah, we so we grew up going back into the office. Uh, my financial and I, financial advisor and I, had been working. So let me slow down my speech a little bit. I get like excited and talk really fast. <laughs> you cannot speed this. Don't podcast speed this up. up. Um, so I, my financial advisor and I, had been working as if I wasn't going to have my um, old. Sorry, my corporate job. I'm trying not to say their name. Yeah, uh, my corporate job's income. So we're like pretending, you know. So we've kind of been working on this. Yeah. Putting stuff away, um, saving, just doing all these things. So I'm like, I I don't know if I can survive this because I've never had a safety blanket. Now I have a safety blanket and now it's being taken away. And I know how that feels and I don't want that. But here's the thing. The reason that I was never going to grow into the, which it already was an incredible business Mm -hmm. by this point, but it was never going to be everything it could be while I had this security blanket attached to me. And so when I called my stepdad, I was like, I think I have to quit my job. And he was like, okay. And I was like, what? And he was like, I think you should do it. Like you, you know, you, you've always had to make things happen for yourself. I know that you can put it, do anything you put your mind right. to. And my dad said the same. He was like, oh yeah, oh, I have no doubt. And I'm like, okay, great. Thanks guys. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, I called my financial advisor and she was like, finally, 
And I'm sitting here thinking all these people are fucking crazy. Right. I'm like, I'm 24 years old. Right. You're telling me to quit my job where I'm the director of marketing for a wealth management company in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. Incredible job. Yeah. And tell me to sell skincare online. You're all idiots. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? They're, but they, they were like, they saw it too. You they know, they saw you what to I saw. It first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they yeah. saw what I saw and, and I knew it, but I was so scared to let go. Yeah. But ever since that moment, it has just been, it was already extraordinary. It has mm. become something even greater. And I say that because I don't want people to think they would have to quit their full-time jobs to have something like this. That's amazing. Because right. right. I didn't. I was, you know, um, Newskin actually told me I was the youngest blue diamond really? that they've ever had. Really? Yeah. And so, which is the top pin title, of, you know, top yeah. of the compensation yeah, yeah, yeah. plan. There's a above that, but whatever. And, um, and so this was the, the top and the youngest person they had seen. And so when I told, and they were like, yeah, we actually don't until Gretchen came along, they didn't have a lot of people who were doing that with Social full-time, selling. with full-time oh, jobs. Full-time jobs. I so see. here you have now all these people, especially in our team doing this with full-time jobs. Like yeah. this is not something you need to quit your full-time job for, but you know, knowing me and I just, you know, <laughs> you know, well, you kind of, I mean, you're at this point in this business where you either have to leap or it's going to stay. Yeah, exactly. Right? There's only so much you can do in, in 24 hours. I I was... And stay healthy. I was qualifying for these like free... Sorry, these earned success, trips. Yeah, they're success not... Success trips. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nobody so, won a success trip. Yeah. You qualified. So I earned it. Right. So I earned the success yes. trip and they, you know, they fly us out there, yeah. our hotels, everything. Yeah. And... Um, I was, I would save my PTO so I could go on them. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. My world revolved. And so, and I actually couldn't go on a trip to Greece mm. with our team because I didn't have enough PTO. Are you kidding me? Uh. A, a, from Taylor paid for all of us to go to Greece and I couldn't go because of PTO. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm over it. Yeah. I already hate this. I can't go back. I'm going to die in this office. I quit. Should I quit? Everyone's like, yeah, you should quit. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And I just remember like, like physically shaking. Anxiety, like panic yeah. attack, oh, basically. panic attack. Yeah. Um, I don't like letting people down. And so I'm writing this email mm. to our CEO quitting, basically. Um, and they didn't want my two weeks, which is fine. And I so I, they needed a final letter. And I wrote, okay, effective immediately. Wow. Thanks. Like, just, I was so pissed off. There was so, it was so annoying. But anyway, um, so I left and my life just, it's been so many ups and downs. And we'll, we can talk about more of that, yeah, but yeah. like, it's been so many ups and downs being the, there's, there's no safety net, like having no safety net and not when you're on a down month, like not getting down and right. realizing, and that's one of the biggest things, like not riding highs and lows. You right. cannot ride <laughs> highs and lows. You can take a little bit of that high and be like, let's do it again. Yeah. Let's do bigger, better, yeah. but you cannot be so high that you're like, okay, this is just where we are now. Right. You've got to be really level-headed yes. when you are your own boss 100%. and you are fully in charge of everything. You have no one else to be accountable to yep. um, except for yourself. And so it's a really scary feeling. Who's the one that said you wouldn't be good at sales? <laughs> right. <laughs> Who's yeah. laughing now? So, you know, Carly and I talk, I'm, I'm going to kind of like veer a little bit over here towards um, mindset, energy work. Yeah. Like, because that's very much entwined in your business, my business, um, mental health as well. Um, but we talk, and, and just to give everyone that, you know, there are going to be people listening that are not New Skin listeners, right? So New Skin is this affiliate marketing. Basically, um, Carly just shared products that she loved and people are like, wait, I want to do this too. And she's coached a team of hundreds, hundreds of girls in North America. I mean, we're part of the fastest growing team 
in North America. And I'm so blessed to be on this team. And I wish I had signed up two years ago instead of a year ago, you know, yeah. but all you can do is look forward from here. So it's this affiliate network marketing company where we share these products with links and we get paid from the links. Like that's literally it. It's like know. to know it basically exactly. for new Like skin. to know it, which um, can be very scary for people at first, but like once you start to do it, it becomes very fun. But to be honest, the most, and I'll, I'll speak just for myself, the most beneficial part of this company has been the connection that I've made with the women that are supporting me because your success does not take away from anyone else's mm -hmm. success. Whereas a corporate world, there's a president, a CEO, one VP, one mm -hmm. CEO, COO. You and you know have like mean? a sales team and they're still pitted against Correct. each other and you Correct. can't celebrate. Everything. So like, this I wouldn't person, know though. This person can make Never 200 been grand. In sales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't Just know kidding. that. This person can make 200 grand and so can this person yeah. and it doesn't matter, you know? Mm. Um, it's purely based on your efforts that you put in daily. Correct. I mean, truly Correct. it's set up. So you can't just like ride off the coattails of someone, right. which is the greatest thing. Right. And, and I think that one thing too, is that team culture that you're kind of talking yeah. about the way we celebrate, whatever. Remember when I was talking about how I wanted to be in a space where I could collaborate with people mm -hmm. and li listen to their ideas, have them listen to mine. And they were all on a similar level or above me. Mm -hmm. Um, that is what I was missing. And that's what this is. And that's exactly my point. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm glad that you said that because it's a perfect segue. Carly didn't even know. It's not like she's like, I want to be the CEO of Neiman Marcus, right? That exists. That's there. Like you didn't even know new skin was a thing. Right. You didn't even, you were going to get these products just so you can make your money back. And, but you had this mindset of like, okay, I'm not happy with the money I'm making. I'm not happy with this director. I want to do more. I want to travel. And Instead of focusing on what you didn't have, you mm -hmm. focused on your future and your goals and where you wanted to be. And all of a sudden, this opportunity comes into your life that changed everything. And not to say it's been easy, right? There's ups and downs, but it's giving you the chance to build a business, to co to lead a team, right? You've yeah. already said that you're a leader, like you knew that early on. So what would you tell a 25, 35-year-old woman right now with a full-time job that is just like absolutely miserable and they think like this is it. Like I don't have another opportunity. Not to say new skin, yeah. you know, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. But, but just like that mindset, right? Like where do you even start when you're so defeated in business? Um, so one thing that always really helps me because you will continue to feel defeated mm -hmm. could be stretches of days, weeks, sure, months, sure. and then it, you know, it could be the highest high. But you will always continue to feel that way. So you have to find a way to dig yourself out of it. And for me, and it's work, right? Mm -hmm. Like it is a mindset thing. It is training your brain to think differently mm -hmm. because the way you're thinking right now and you're thinking of lack, you're thinking what I don't have, right. how this, this is it. You know, you're saying these finite things that you don't you're just, have enough PTO. Yeah. You're yeah. telling yeah. yourself every day that this is it. You are in this bubble and that's it. And you will never get out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing that that's amazing about social media and, and the internet yeah. is you can easily see, even if it's not real, yeah. that there are other things that exist in this world. Right. Um, it can also cause, you know, right. terrible yeah. effects where you're like, oh, I really now especially hate my that. life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. See that. But one thing that I always did was find like motivational speakers. Mm -hmm. So I really fell in love with Tony Robbins, obviously, Same. and who hasn't, yeah. um, and was listening <clears throat> to these people talk about even on my worst days, I did that, you know, yeah. and I'm like, wow. And one thing that Tony Robbins always says is that 
we are not unique. Mm -hmm. As much as we want to believe we're so special and the thing, I've had it worse in a way that nobody else ever has. Or yeah, they might have had this happen to them, but I've no every single problem that exists in this world. You are not the first person right. to go through it. Right. There is someone who has come out on the other side and you can find those stories. So yeah. if you are, maybe you're a stay-at-home mom and you're trying to reclaim power where you're like, maybe I want to do something, but I don't want it to take away from my kid or right. maybe even this job, whatever. Find somebody. TED Talks are awesome for this. Yeah. People, yeah. these people who a lot of them really didn't like started as nothing. These people who have grit. That's a, that's yeah. one of, um, yeah. I forget who that author is, but she wrote yeah, that book. Grit. Yeah. yeah. And um, she's incredible. And just listening to these people talk about things that you can relate to who came out on the other side. And that's so important for anyone at any stage, even if you're not looking right. for another job, like, even if you're in your own job looking, you don't, you don't have to know what you want to do. Correct. It is enough to know that you don't want to do, or you don't want to be in the relationship or you don't want, that's yeah. enough. But if you harbor on that and you obsess about that, that's all you're going to get. Right. Right. So it's like, okay, I don't want this. Okay. Well Correct. then, Great. So what, so what do like, where do you see your life? You may not know what company you're going to work for. Oh, you no. may not know what human being you're going to fall in love with, you're, whatever, but you have to start focusing on that. That person is out there, that that job is out there, that that opportunity, that the money to be made is out there. Yeah. Right. And start looking at that and start and consuming that information yourself. Correct. So I remember, like we said, I would yeah. literally wake up every day and go, you know, there has to be more. Yeah. There is more. Yeah. Like I can do more. Yeah. I am smart. You know, I was, I was I have saying, more to offer. Yeah. I have more to offer than, than just this. I, you know, I was telling myself these things and now understanding those are affirmations and I didn't know that at the mm -hmm. time, you know, but I was telling myself these things over and over to the point where when that opportunity landed in my lap, I saw it for what it was. Mm -hmm. And I was able to see clearly, oh, this is already in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Let me try this. God, or universe, thank you for bringing this to me. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And um, it's really interesting because, right, you're focusing on all uh, – so there's part in your brain called the reticular activator. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so for people who don't know that, it's like when you're going to buy a new car and you want a Honda and a black Honda CRV, you see them, all you see them everywhere. Yeah. It's because we our brains filter out like 99% right. of, the, of the things that we see, hear, smell – because if we didn't, our brains would explode. Mm -hmm. But if you tell your brain what to focus on, you're able to then focus on those things. So I want to do that. I want to make $100,000 this month. Okay, you're saying that over and over and over. You're going to start, you know, when you turn that TV on at mm. 8 o'clock at night, you're going to go, That's not gonna help oh, me. I want to make $100,000. Maybe I yeah. shouldn't turn yeah. that on. And maybe Summer I house go, isn't going to get me there. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah it might. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. It works for Amanda. No, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, that's true. So, but yeah, you I'm know. I thinking about that because yeah. I watched that last night. I'm like, I really should be doing something else. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I should be sleeping. Yeah. Oh, God, I really should be <laughs> sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you start to do the things, which is really manifesting. You yeah, start to correct. do these things that you're so focused on. But if you're going, I don't have this, mm. well, your whole world just shuts down right. around you. Right. You're never going Right. to get to where you want to be by reminding yourself yeah. every day of what you don't have. Yeah. I would say like, I, and again, I've only been in, I've never owned a business until my own business a year ago. Right. But I've always worked in fitness and like within the past year, I can, I feel like my business is, is 80% mindset, 20% of, of execution. Yeah. Like honestly. Um, and especially with sales, 
right? Because you're going to have ups and downs like you were just talking about. So what are some of the daily practices you do, whether it's reading, meditating, listening, um, journaling, goal setting? I know Mm -hmm. you're a big goal setter. Like, could you share some like tangible um, things for you, not only business, but maybe mental health or maybe they're intertwined? Yeah. So um, especially on days where I feel really overwhelmed, this Mm -hmm. is, we'll start with the mental health, health first especially on days I feel really overwhelmed, it's really important for me to write out my gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't talk about it as much as I should, mm-hmm. but I have notes on my phone. I can search gratitude and it's just like hundreds and hundreds of notes. That's another obsessive thing So you're thing a big phone. Like some people, like I have a gratitude journal. I like to write with a I pen and paper. I lose journals like nobody's. I did it in high school. I did it all my life. But you're a phone person. I'm a phone person. Okay. okay. Every, I mean, I'm a technology person, yeah. which... Uh, but I, I did have a period where I did have this journal, but then yeah. it kind of freaks me out because I'm it's like, there, it's, someone, someone could, could read it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I'm like, someone's yeah. going to read this. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I actually have this journal that I need right. to get rid of. Right. Um, <laughs> that, uh, yeah, I think someone read that wasn't supposed to. But it's, <laughs> but it's also one of those things too, where you're on, and I have notes, like same sort of thing, but not gratitude. I might actually start doing that because you can do it any time of day. Well, it makes, but it, okay, here's the thing about gratitude. You have to understand, especially even if this can go for mental health in your business, like you might be feeling down that you did not have, maybe you didn't have a bunch of sales this week for your jewelry company that you started. Okay. But you know what you do have, you've seen, and and how about we look at the number of people that were on your website? You've had an influx in people, you know, you've got your views are up. You're seeing this. You've actually had a lot of conversations with new, um, with business owners in the area that you might want to put your jewelry at, like whatever it is, pick little things. It might not be your main thing, right. but find ways to be gr- like grateful for the other things going on in your business, in your personal life, yeah. whatever it is, because you'll start to see a different picture. So again, the reticular activator, let's start focusing on things that are positive right. and that will help drive us towards a more positive mindset. Because again, it is um, work in right. order to do right. that. And they always, you know, <clears throat> I forgot who said this, but it's like, you can't be in a negative space when you're focusing on, so- focusing on something that you're grateful for. Oh yeah. So it's an automatic mind shift, you know, and sometimes you have to fake it. Like mm-hmm. a lot of day, like some days, not so much anymore, but like I'll have to fake it and like force myself to do it. But all of a sudden it's like your subconscious kicks in. Uh-huh. Right. Whereas like my subconscious before it was always the negative route always. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of where it was. So it's creating these habits. Been there flipping the switch, flipping the switch, practicing that, doing it, forcing yourself to do it. And all of a sudden it becomes like second nature. So I love that, that you do it on your phone. That's great. And that you can do it any time of day. And I can search it too. So yeah, yeah, just that's, that's good for me. Um, I also, like I said, I'm a big numbers person. So another one of my daily habits every morning, numbers tell a story. They, they don't lie. Right. Um, and I think Gretchen said this the other day. You can't filter facts. Right. And so yeah. you can't you can't ignore you what's, can't you, it, it is what it what's is. Happening. What's in front of you. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. And it's really important to analyze your numbers. Sure. Know your numbers. And there's a lot of motivational speakers that talk about that. Like know your numbers. It might and especially if your goal is again a hundred thousand dollars, it might take you six years to get there. Right. It might take someone two years, but you guys both made a hundred thousand dollars. It's okay. You know, but know your numbers. And so one thing I do is daily, I'm looking at our team's numbers. I'm, you know, I'm speaking with them, asking things that that they need to do, you know, doing um, calls with them. But the main thing about the numbers is we're able to tangibly track progress. We're also able um, to look at month over month, year over year, what we did you know, the growth we've had in the last year, what were we doing? Where are our biggest spikes? And one thing for any business owner that's really important for you to know is when you are setting goals, 
which we all should do because if you don't set goals like getting in a taxi and not yeah. telling them where you want to go. It's just, just a thought floating around in the air if yeah. you don't write it down. Yeah, it's just aimlessly yep. hanging around. Yep. So goals are great, but you need to have a strategy to get there. But also you can help create goals by analyzing what has happened previously. Mm -hmm. So, okay, say you have a boutique and you did $10,000 last month and you want to do $15,000 the next month. Well, let's look. When were the biggest spikes over the last year and what was going on? Okay, well, this one, it was spring break. You know, people were buying for that. Can't really recreate that. Mm -hmm. Okay, but this one, we got a huge free people order in. Mm -hmm. Okay, these people are really loving that. Let's, do you know what I mean? Obviously, it's a bad analogy because you can't order like people order clothes like 17 months in advance right, but, um, right, for their right, stores. Right, right, right. But you know, that's my, that's my point. Like look at what's working because if you're just doing the same thing and expecting yeah. all of a sudden to do more than next results, month. Right. Yeah. I mean, definition of insanity. Yeah. So make sure you know your numbers, know what's going on. If you don't, I mean, even I was finding new numbers today for us to analyze what's going on with sure. the team. And one thing too, that I've noticed for anyone who's doing a social media business is be mindful of, um, you know, clicks, yeah. the the link button. Yeah. A lot of people, we've looked at a lot of the data and a lot of people actually don't prefer that mm-hmm. with some of our products. So they actually prefer buying um, more through a conversation versus right. link in, link on the story. Yeah, link in bio doesn't connection. work. Yeah, you know? and so I know that because I study the numbers and I look at, oh, that option came out for everybody at this time of this month. Look at how the numbers changed. Like that's important stuff you have to know. Mm-hmm. And I review that every morning. And, um, but that's also, I have to be careful with that because I can get so into numbers yeah. and while it's great, there's a lot of other work that Correct. needs to go on. Right. So, right, right, right. so, mo- so monitoring that, looking at numbers, looking at goals, mm-hmm. where's everybody on track for their goals. Um, and then I also, it's really important for me to talk to my team. This is a team business. Like it's not just me on this Island alone. Um, it's important for me to connect with people and hear their ideas, what they're thinking, collaborate. That's what gets me like hyped Hyped up. Yeah. That's what gets me so excited is talking to people. So if you're in a business where you don't have that, definitely find a group of people. There's Atlanta girl gang is awesome. You can meet a lot of different people that maybe do something similar something to you. Something similar, yeah. Yeah, I and you can say that same thing for fitness, right? Yeah. Sometimes that's hard when you work at one place, but like connecting with oh, yeah. other people in that industry and be like, what's your goal? Where do you want to be or whatever? You get ideas, inspiration. Yeah. It's so it's so important. Even my stepdad just hired a new mentor um, for at 47 years old, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. it's always important to have people who can can bring you up because right. if you're sitting at the top, like you should never mm. be the smartest person in the room. Yeah, you never unless you're Carly. Unless that's just a few a few things. It's just but, the science part of it. You know? Yeah, but you yeah. know, or that's, or like, I, I think like the I think what you're saying is like never stop growing. Right. No, There's you should always... never be the smartest person in the room. I really mean that. Right. Well, okay. So, so you when s- you're having conversations, like if the same, if you're talking to the same person daily yes. over and you over. Know, over and over and, and they're not like adding things to find you, somebody new. Keep, keep them yeah. around. Yeah. But why don't you go find someone new? You're not going to grow yeah. hearing the same things, talking about the same things. Right. Like you, we need inspiration from places. It, so where do you like, when you're growing, you're listening to people, like what are your top podcasts or books or kind of like go-tos? Because I'm assuming you don't sit in the car and listen to music. I don't. <laughs> I really do not. You're either on a call or you're listening to Podcast. Tony Robbins or yeah. Ed Milet or yeah. any of these guys, right? So I actually love to just YouTube different things okay. and find it. Um, sometimes I have like a very erratic brain. So sometimes yeah. I'll get really 
locked in on a topic and want to hear more about it. So that's why I know about this is again, my yeah. dyslexia thing. I just like to listen to things. Yeah. And so I, re- I have a weird memory where I remember like everything that they say. So, um, except for their name, don't forget that. <laughs> and so the reticular activator yeah. thing, I'm like, how does the science of manifesting and our brains work? work? And so I sit and listen to that so that I can do things better. So if I could recommend anything, it's great if somebody recommends a really great mindset book for you. Like, mm-hmm. that's awesome. But how about you find something that you want to get better at and listen to something about that? You know, it could be a book. It could be how, like right now I'm listening to a book about how to better manage my time because we mm-hmm. all have the same 24 hours in a day, um, which Molly May just got <laughs> from Love Island, got like reamed for saying oh, that. Yeah, but, yeah, so, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but mind you, physically, we all right. have 24 right. hours in a day. The way we spend it could be it. used a lot better. Yeah. So I'm listening to that to have to how to better manage my time because again, one thing I struggle with is being on my phone all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So I want to make more time, especially as I'm getting older, for you know my relationship, sure. um, my family, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And those are really those are important things to me. So finding things is it communications? Is it sales? Is it sales and network marketing? What is it? Find book recommendations for that specific topic, huh. podcast recommendations, that kind of stuff. So I really will say. I'm not the biggest, um, I mean, I love Tim Grover. That's Gretchen, yeah, you know, recommended yeah. all that. Those are probably I'm my favorite books in the yeah, whole yeah. world, but I'm not the kind of person that continuously reads certain or listens to certain Rise podcasts or whatever. I do love the girls' bathrooms, Sophia and Chinsia. They're amazing. That's just a fun I've thing. Never listened oh my God. They're so much fun. But other than that, yeah, just whatever comes to my mind that day that I want to learn about, so you're a big YouTube fan, huh? No, it's more podcast recently. I just listened to a podcast on, um, uh, oh my God, on, <laughs> why is it blanking? You can get back head? to us. Wait, wait, what are they called? They're, they're, oh, antioxidants and like uh, what antioxidants oh, yeah. actually do. do. Yeah. And I listened yeah. to that and I learned, by the way, if you didn't know, I'm full of facts. Tell me. You know that. Um, SkinCeuticals was actually founded on their proprietary science of vitamin C and the way it's used. So they're the only company that can use that pH and that whatever. But I'm in the skincare industry. So I wanted to learn more about what antioxidants do and how I can better serve my customers and explain them. So everything I do, everything I listen to, it's all with the idea of getting better at what I'm doing. It's getting better at serving my team, getting better at communicating with them, ways I can benefit, you know, help them more, listening to our team. Our team calls are like the greatest podcasts in the world, you know, listening to all these collaborative people share their ideas. Like that's what I love. Yeah. You know, a book from 1997 might be really awesome, but there's so many incredible people that aren't best-selling authors that yeah. have a lot to it's teach you. And yeah, yeah. I've never thought of it that way. I like that. I'm going to start doing that. Like, what do I want to know more about? Yeah. Just versus like it. what I should know. You know yeah. what I mean? Like what someone's telling, Oh, you need to do this. You need right. It's like, Oh, actually I'm really interested in managing my time better. Right. Let me look. I'm, I'm going to ask my stepdad if he knows a book, which he did. And then, you know, maybe I'm going to listen to this podcast where she talks about it or she has a Ted talk, you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of yeah, stuff. Ted talks are legit. Oh my gosh. She has Ted talks. I'll send it to you. But yeah. Yeah. Please do. Wow. Gosh. I feel like we, I, I mean, I know we could sit here and talk for hours. I might have to have you come back. Um, so what I want to do this season is like release an episode and get feedback have people email me like, like, what do you want to hear more of? And maybe get like more specific on some of these topics if you're open to that. Yeah, for sure. But I think this was great. I think, um, you know, we, especially being on your team, we look at you and we see this 26 year old girl and it's very easy to be like, oh, must be fucking nice. Right. (laughs) I didn't know you felt that way. No, no, no. I think a lot of people like, do you not feel that way? Like, 
Yeah. It's people like, don't- we see you from Instagram. You're, you're beautiful. You're fit. You've got this crazy ass business. And to hear your story of how you got there, it's so incredibly inspiring. And this is one thing. And the reason I'm saying this is because the old me, the 26 year old me mm-hmm. would have looked at you and been very jealous and been like, must be fucking nice. And now I have learned. Because I'm so strong. Correct. So ripped. Correct. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Got six pack. But when you realize like you turn jealousy into inspiration, you learn. It's like you can either look at somebody's life and be like, oh, they're married to a baseball player and they've got all this money, da, 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 da. Or you can learn what they went through, how they got there and whatever it is. So like hearing people's stories, what gets me hyped and jazzed because the old me and the 40-year-old me are very, very different. And if I could go back to that 25-year-old, I would literally shake her and be like, listen to these people that you think have it made and where they came from and learn from them. Because I feel like I'm, I'm within the past five years, I'm now actually learning what I should have learned, right? Quote unquote, that long ago. So if we can help a 20, 22 year old, 32 year old, 45 year old, like it doesn't matter where you are in life, but being able to take a step back and like, whoever you're, you want to learn from wherever they are in that, in their life, like same thing that you're talking about. You want to learn about these topics that interest Mm -hmm. you. I want to learn about people that are where I want to be, right? You know, whether that's mental health, physical health, (laughs) body over here or business wise. Yeah. And that's why I really wanted to hear your story because again, we see you where you are now, but nobody knows where you came from. Right. Nobody knows what you went through. And you just said something really, really important there that is something that I tell every single person on our team that I speak to about this. And you, and anything that you do, like you just said, like, it's great that you are interviewing these people and stuff, but you don't need a podcast Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, like to people listening, you know what I mean? You don't need to be in Meg's position in order to learn from people. And so whatever it is, whether, right, it is mental health, fitness, um, you know, a business, having somebody you can talk to that's where you want to be, like reach out to them. Hey, I really want to be where you are. What were the things that, that you did to really get you set up? Like ask people for that. Yeah. Talk to people because especially in our team, you know, oh, you want to be where, Taylor is like, talk to Taylor, ask her what she's done, figure it out. Because there's no sense in reinventing the wheel Mm -hmm. when you've got Tony Robbins talks about blueprints. blueprints. He talks about this all the time. These people have blueprints and things that they've done. Your house could have the same blueprint and have a different look on the outside. And it will because whatever, right. I don't know how houses work, but it happens. Um, and so you can use that same blueprint that exists and have a different outcome that's yours but not reinvent the wheel. There's no point in reinventing the wheel. Don't have such an ego that you can't sit there and learn from someone. Like, like I said, we don't need, you know, everybody in this world can do that. And that's something really important. Like I, like I was saying about the videos, like that's why I want to hear from people. I want to do that. Um, but if there is another thing that I would just end with, it would be, you will never, ever, ever. And I've been taught this over and over. You will never get to where you want to be or get better or do anything by being jealous of people who are already there. Because the moment that that jealousy isn't inspiring you and you're just going, like you said, oh, well, they, they," you start making excuses as to why they're there. Well, have you, have you asked them? Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've heard, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure people have said why they're there, you know, their parents, they're this, there's so many things about people that I've heard that I know. And I'm like, that is not true. Um, 
so the moment that jealousy is instead of, you know, inspiration, Mm -hmm. be inspired by these people that you see if your first thought is jealousy, there's some internal work you need to get through. Um, but looking at these, you should look at these people and go, I want to be where they want to be. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about like, like the people I look up to, like, you know, just everyone in my life. And it's okay to have those same conversations with people that may have small mind, you know, small minds or have small goals or they don't see your big picture, but make sure you surround yourself with people who also do, you know, because that, that is going to change your life. Right. And you're either in the jealousy state where you're going to keep attracting that negative mindset Mm -hmm. or you're like, wow, this person did this. If they can do it, why can't I be inspired? Exactly. And that's that again, I'm all about taking responsibility for your life and flipping the switch and just doing that over and over until it becomes second nature and you're out of the jealousy path, you're into the motivational, inspirational path and figuring out how did this person do this? How can I replicate it in my own way? Yeah. And be, and do it in your own yeah. way. Do not yeah. ever, it will never work for you Correct. if you try to copy someone else. Do it 100%. in your own way because you will be so successful because everyone around you will know this is your thing. You did this and they will want to support you. And if you don't have people in your life who do support you, it's okay. Um, but you can find some others, you know, there are so many people in this world that are excited to support you. Like I said, ATL girl gang is awesome. Like join that, have, you know, find a place where you feel supported, find your people. And it might take you a while. Yep. Okay. It's, it's okay, but find your people because it will change everything for you. It's changed everything for me. It's, I mean, it's changed everything for all the people on our team who get to, I get to work with every day, who I see them inspiring me, them inspiring each other, yeah. you know, finding people who are better than you. We say that all the time, like it will change your life. And that is like probably my biggest piece of advice is go find a mentor, a group, whoever it is, and let your life be changed. Awesome. Thank you, Carly. I love you. This is so great. Thank I'm so, you happy. so much. Love you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. The biggest compliment I ever receive is when you like the episode, you share it with your friends and your family or a stranger that is in need of hearing this information and from these beautiful guests. And then also to give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I would also love to hear from you. So if you would like, you can DM me at six feet above podcast on Instagram, or send me an email six feet above podcast at gmail.com. So that's six, the number six feet above podcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear your questions, your comments, your feedback, your suggestions, and also any guests that you would love to hear from in the future. Thanks for listening.